Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hello, and welcome to the next episode of the Carrots and Cake podcast. We have another solo episode with just me today, although I do have my pug best friend doing pug circles, trying to get comfortable on his bed. So I do have a co-host here, but he is going to sleep through this episode. And he's very cute. (laughs) When he came upstairs and realized that I was going to be in my office, he immediately demanded to be on my lap. And I know how this goes. He'll demand to be on my my lap. He'll bark at me. He'll try to jump up. And I'll put him on my lap. And we could sit there for 60 seconds. He just wants a little snuggle time. And then I just put him on his bed and he lays down and relaxes. But it's like a thing that we have at this point. But you guys know Murphy's my best friend. (laughs) So anyways, I'm going to get to the point of this podcast episode, but just wanted to give you the scene here. So anyways, New year, new goals. I'm sure of us are very sure a lot of us are very health minded. Maybe we are looking to lose weight and change our body composition in 2024. I'm right there with you. I do have a spring cut planned for probably sometime in April. I figured that would be a good time to get going on it. I'm not a big fan of restriction, so I mentally need to get there as far as wanting to do a cut or a fat loss phase, as it's also called. You need to be psyched to do it. So I'm I'm building up that, that energy as far as getting ready for it. But anyways, today I wanted to talk about some reasons why cutting calories may have stopped working for you. And if you're in your late 30s and your 40s and your 50s, you know that sometimes what you did in your 20s and even early 30s to lose weight doesn't always work. And I'm starting to think you almost need to do the opposite of what you did when you were younger to lose weight and change your body. I just think of all the crazy tactics that I used to lose weight back in the day. And of course, it was restricting calories, under eating, eating a lot of diet and processed food, spending 90 minutes on the elliptical, running 20 to 40 miles a week, training for some sort of race, and really just overtraining, under eating. And sure, yeah, when you're younger, your body can handle that. We have all these great hormones. We haven't dieted ourselves into extreme fatigue. You are a lot more resilient to stress when you are younger. And yeah, you have all those wonderful hormones. I've made this joke before, but I remember being in college going all out all night, drinking beer all night, being super duper drunk, going to bed at three in the morning, getting up at, you know, seven or eight in the morning, running five miles and losing 10 pounds before I went on spring break. It was like no big deal. Um, But yeah, in my forties, it's a little bit harder. And obviously the way I approach physique change is very different now. I'm not always on a diet. I would say 90% of the year, I'm in maintenance. I'm eating enough food. I'm nourishing my body. I'm not under eating. And then a short period of the year, I do go into a fat loss phase really just to get ready for summer. So I feel good in a bathing suit, on vacation, pool parties, all the fun stuff that happens in the summer. So I'm really only 
in that fat loss phase for a very short period of time. And this approach is exactly what we cover inside Fit and Fueled, my group coaching program, which I should give a shout out for. Enrollment is opening in March. So if you are not yet on the wait list and want more details about this program, be sure to add your name. It's totally free to put your name and email address there. There's no obligation for you to sign up. I mean, you will just get the updates about when enrollment opens. You will also get some serious discounts. So if you are on the wait list and want to enroll, you're going to save some money. You will also get a free hair test mineral analysis or hair tissue mineral analysis, which is a mineral test. And there's going to be quite a few surprise bonuses that you are also going to get. So if this is on your radar at all, for the spring to do some sort of coaching with me, and I'm the only coach right now in this program, um, get your name on the wait list because there's a lot of benefits for just having your name there, signing up early, getting access to discounts and freebies and bonuses and all that stuff. So I'll be sure to include that link in the show notes. And You'll be hearing all about Fit and Fueled, but really it's a six-month program. It's all about getting consistent with some of these foundational habits that really move the dial. It is not a macro challenge. We are not teaching women how to starve themselves. You're not following a meal plan to a T and <laughs> not changing anything about your mindset and behaviors. It's literally the opposite of that. So slowing down taking a responsible, sustainable approach to weight loss and changing your body. And it's a great program. It combines what I call my four foundations formula. So we really get into the mindset because a lot of this is mindset and just how you approach losing weight and how you approach your health. And you can have a positive energy and enjoy the experience or white knuckle it eat chicken and broccoli every single day and hate every second of it. So it really comes down to that energy and attitude. So we really do work on mindset and who we ultimately want to become. Who is that person? Who is that better version of you that you want to be? So mindset's a big part of the program. Muscle building, of course, which we're going to talk about today. Um, because yeah, as you age, you do lose muscle mass. It becomes harder to build muscle. So there is a six-month strength training program as part of the program. And you do have plenty of accountability and support and motivation to make sure you are doing those workouts on the regular because- that's a really important part of changing your body. I mean, the muscle actually like builds your physique and then your nutrition in a fat loss phase technically like reveals that physique. So you really do need to work out in the sense that you need to build muscle, but then you also need to pay attention to your nutrition if you want to look lean and strong, which is essentially the <laughs> motivation and inspiration for fit and fueled. And then we also talk about minerals and just how to nourish your bar body. That is the fueled part of the program. Um, and if you sign up from the wait list, you do get a free HTMA. Um, so definitely, if you are interested in some sort of functional testing, you want to see what this mineral stuff is all about, get your name on the wait list. And then finally, macros. I just love macros. I remember talking with my business coach and I remember her saying, you know, what is that one thing that you would scream from the mountaintops? that works. And I was just like, it's macros. It works. And if you have a negative feeling about macros or a bad experience with a macro coach or a random macro calculation, please know there is a very different way to use macros. And it's a non-crazy approach to macros. And 
they can be really helpful for a lot of reasons. But that is something that we talk about in Fit and Fueled because using this tool is really helpful for making sure you are doing what you need to do and getting to your body composition goals. And they're not used just for a fat loss phase. You can use them in maintenance. You can be in a reverse diet. You can be in a lean bulk. We cover all these phases in Fit and Fueled, but macros are a great way to keep you accountable to yourself and what you need to do with your nutrition. So if you have a bad feeling about them, <laughs> please know we do it very, very differently over here at Carrots and Cake. And I should probably give you the heads up that if you are interested in learning about this approach, I'm offering essentially like a free week of coaching with me. So there's going to be three training sessions throughout the course of the week, and we are going to dive into macros and mindset specifically. I will touch upon minerals and muscle and whatnot, but really the whole point of this training is to get clear on your energy needs. Like how many calories do you need? How many calories do you need to get going on these goals? And how do you need to shift your mindset to make sure you can stay consistent and have that energy to do what you need to do as far as changing your body composition? So I'll leave those details as well in the show notes, but it's called the Body Composition Blueprint. And it's essentially that I'm really helping you figure out how many calories you are currently eating, how many calories you should be eating, and then coming up with a game plan for you. Like, how do I make this happen? What do I do? How do I need to shift my mindset? Um, which I know mindset is very like woo and vague, but I do have some actual exercises and things that you can execute to actually make this tangible. So that training, totally free. It is three different sessions. Ideally, you would come to all of them to make sure you are really committed to this process and, you know, just to make sure you're doing the work as far as what happens. But if you can't make them, recordings are going to be available. Obviously, you can still participate. Um, but, you know, there's something to be said about showing up on a live training. So I'm very excited for that. It's the first week of March. Um, I'll include all the details in the show notes, but I'm very, very excited for it just to have a little bit more time with the women on the call and really help them out as far as taking some first steps towards a responsible and sustainable approach to weight loss and physique change. Because Lord knows I've seen so much crazy <laughs> recently. I know it's the new year. I know it's January, but there's been a lot of crazy out there. And I just, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating to see because our approach is completely the opposite. Anyways, let's get into today's topic because I've rambled on way longer than I intended to. But of course, if you've wanted to work with me, you're interested in fit and fueled. I just wanted to give you some of the details as well as the details for the free training. Okay, here we go. So five reasons why cutting calories stopped working. And I feel like if you're somebody who has been on a diet for a really long time, you've under eaten for extended periods of time, you go from one diet to the next diet, even if you know that 1200 calories is not the way to go. Maybe you're eating 1500 calories, 1600 calories. Even if you're just being mindful of your food choices, but you're still not losing weight, I wanted to talk about some of the reasons why this method may have stopped working for you. Because yeah, at some point you can't cut calories anymore. Your metabolism down regulates and you might need to do something a little bit differently, but also chronically under eating for extended periods of time 
can really mess with your overall health too. So sometimes, and I'll talk about a few of these things throughout this episode, sometimes you need to get your health in order before you can actually go into a fat loss phase. And that's a big part of what we do over here at Carrots and Cake. We're really trying to restore balance and function to these women's bodies before they embark on a fat loss phase. Because a fat loss phase and restricting your calories, it's inherently stressful on the body. And I mean, if you are living a stressful existence, you have thyroid, blood sugar, hormone problems, you add a diet into that, it's just adding more stress. And a lot of times you aren't going to get the best possible results because there's just so much stress. I mean, physical stress from under eating, but mental, emotional, because you're doing the work, you're trying to make it happen, but nothing's happening. So there's a lot of like bad feelings and negativity and frustration. Um, So I wanted to cover some of these reasons why this approach to just cutting calories to hopefully lose weight don't always work and what may have happened when you get to your 40s. Because I was joking with the fit and fuel, current fit and fuel ladies about this, but I just feel like all your bad habits from your 20s and 30s like catch up to you in your 40s. And not not pointing fingers, not shaming. I'm almost like calling myself out, but I just remember how I lived my life in my 20s and 30s. And just thinking about how I live my life now, oh my gosh, it's total night and day. And no wonder I had so many health problems. I really just took it to the limit on so many levels as far as not really eating, over-exercising, working too many hours, drinking way too much wine, just like really, really pushing myself too, too hard. And probably some significant negative self-talk. And I really believe like if you were constantly criticizing yourself and berating yourself and feeling guilt and shame, I do think it signals to your body and your nervous system that you're not safe or that there's something wrong. And I think that's just another layer of stress. So I could go on and on about this, but you know, talk therapy has been really good for me. I just feel like I've learned a lot about my mind and how I approach things. And man, I'm just a happier person now. So if you haven't gone down the talk therapy route, I highly recommend it. Like, I just feel like a totally different person. And I'm recording this at the end of January. And my last appointment with my therapist is on February 1st. And I have mixed feelings about it, but I have trusted her for four years now. And she thinks it's time. She thinks it's time for me to leave the nest and fly and try living without weekly or bi-weekly sessions. So we'll see how it goes. But this is me just shouting out how transformative talk therapy has been. All right, guys, let me get into this episode. I'm sorry. There's so many tangents today. I feel like I just have a lot to say. And I did have two iced coffees today. So that's probably where some of this energy is coming from. Okay, so reasons why cutting calories stopped working. So number one here is your thyroid slowed down. And I feel like this is something women don't realize can happen. So the thyroid plays an important role in regulating our metabolism. So when you consistently under eat and cut calories, your body perceives this as a signal of scarcity. Like there's missing energy, missing calories, and your thyroid is going to respond by slowing down thyroid hormone production, which of course can lead to a decrease in your metabolic rate, making it harder to lose weight. So under eating can affect your hormones. So like 
ladies that come to us with thyroid issues, you know, they're trying to cut calories and lose weight. And a lot of times they need to eat more before they can eat less. And the thing about the thyroid, it's almost like a thermostat in your house. So it's like constantly paying attention to the temperature, essentially like energy in and energy out. And it's so important as far as regulating your metabolism and the energy expenditure as far as energy out. And if you're having trouble losing weight, this could be a rabbit hole for you to go down. I mean, I see this all the time working with clients, one-on-one and fit and fuel ladies, because we ask both of them to give us any sort of blood work that their doctor has run. And a lot of times doctors will run TSH. And TSH, it's one part of the puzzle, but a lot of times it doesn't give us the full picture. And a lot of times it's a little suspect, <laughs> As far as the number goes, like anything over like 2.5, I would say you might want to run a full panel, but so many doctors will let a three or a 4.5 or a 5.5 go saying it's normal. So if you're a woman in this category, I would push for that full thyroid panel. Um, and I do have a freebie. I'll put it in the show notes as far as what to ask for when you go to that appointment. And it also includes the conventional ranges as well as the functional ranges. And if you're struggling to lose weight, ideally you want to be more in the functional range because if you're in the conventional range, kind of means you're grouped in with everybody who has thyroid issues and it's not always the best measure for your body and the results that you want you want like you're not going to die because your thyroid's out of whack but it's going to make losing weight so much harder so as far as like what actually happens um, when you undereat and how it can impact the thyroid, I mean, as we said, you know, suppressed thyroid function, chronic undereating essentially downregulates the production of thyroid hormones in response to your body feeling like there's not enough calories and not enough energy. There's also a reduced T3 production, and T3 is the active form of the thyroid hormone that really influences metabolism. And there's actually a conversion that happens in the gut and the liver. So this is something to think about if you are struggling with thyroid issues is to really make sure you are loving your liver, loving your gut, make sure things are moving as far as your gut goes, if you know what I mean. A lot of ladies with thyroid problems do struggle with constipation, um, but it's really important to make sure things are moving along. Um, but essentially this chronic under eating can lead to a decrease in the production of T3. And we really need that active form of the hormone. So in addition, there is a lower conversion of T4 to T3. T4 is what the thyroid gland primarily produces. And this form of thyroid hormone is converted into the active form. And that's the important one. So a lot of times when you run that full panel, we'll see T4 probably looks okay, but then we'll look and we'll see T3 is actually pretty low. So there's something happening as far as that conversion process goes. And this is me personally, because I have ulcerative colitis, my T4 always looked pretty good, but my T3 was always low because of what's going on in my gut. But in the sense of under eating, 
And especially in the context of like nutrient deficiencies, like if you're not eating enough calories, you're probably not getting enough nutrients and macronutrients like protein. Protein is very important as far as the thyroid. You might not be getting enough minerals like potassium, also really important for making ourselves more sensitive to the thyroid hormone that is in your body. So just under eating alone, you are probably a little bit deficient in what your body needs. So there's a lot of things that happen um, with the thyroid when it feels like there's not enough calories. So for many ladies that have thyroid issues, it's eating enough, eating at maintenance, maybe even eating over maintenance at a period of time. But if you think about what under eating does, I mean, it is a stress on the body. And I mean, you pair under eating with a stressful life where you have relationship issues, your kids are driving you crazy, you have a long commute to work. Um you're, you're just stressed in general, but you know, under eating combined with like everyday stress can lead to elevated levels of cortisol, which is our stress hormone. You add high cortisol levels into your life that can also impact the thyroid by suppressing that conversion of T4 to T3. So in some here, I know I've said a lot, but it's just so fascinating how much the thyroid is affected by not consuming enough calories and not consuming the right types of food. So if you have a history of dieting and under eating, and now you have wonky thyroid problems, maybe just eating more can make a difference. And of course, prioritizing those potassium rich foods, because they can help, like I said, make yourselves more sensitive to the hormone or thyroid hormone that your body is producing. Same goes if you're taking thyroid meds, the potassium can also help make those meds work better. So so many reasons to consume more potassium and just minerals and nourishing foods in general. Okay, guys, so number two on my list here is reasons why cutting calories stopped working. Number two is you lost muscle. And uh, it's a sad thing about aging. <laughs> As we get older, we do start to lose muscle. And I mean, we had all these wonderful hormones in our 20s and 30s. And yeah, you hit your 40s and 50s and beyond those hormones, they just start to slow down. That's a natural part of aging. And testosterone in particular will start to decline. And it just gets harder and harder to build and maintain muscle. And you guys know muscle tissue, it requires more energy to maintain than fat tissue. I mean, think about what happens to your muscles. They need glucose. They need calories. Like you need things to make them work, especially if you are exercising on the regular. Fat doesn't need as much energy. But if you're constantly under eating and reducing your calories, and especially if you're doing these really drastic diets, you're not providing enough protein, most likely you're under eating and you're not strength training on the regular, your body can actually start breaking down muscle for energy. And this is what actually happens during a fat loss phase. Like a lot of us go into a diet, fat loss phase, a cut, all these different names for a fat loss phase, but we go into it wanting to lose fat. And yes, you will lose fat if you are in a calorie deficit for an extended period of time, but you will also lose muscle. So it is super duper important if you are in a fat loss phase to make sure that you are strength training and getting enough protein. But if you are chronically like 10 months out of the year or more, like the whole year, like dieting, it's going to be really, really hard to build and maintain muscle if you don't have enough calories because calories don't just come out of nowhere. They need energy and 
calories to actually make muscle tissue. And of course, the strength training is an important part too. But especially the ladies that are in their 40s and beyond, I mean, you got to use it or you're going to lose it. It just gets harder and harder. So if you're not strength training, I would start today. (laughs) I would make it a priority. And I don't think you need to work out you know, five, six, seven days a week. But if you can get three strength training workouts in a week, full body, three days a week, I think that is amazing as far as building, maintaining muscle, and yeah, just really pushing yourself with some progressive overload to build muscle. And of course, making sure you're eating enough to maintain that muscle too. Um, But my whole point here is that If you have a reduction in muscle mass, it can further lower your metabolism and just make it harder for you to lose weight. So the more muscle on your body, the more cookies you can eat, frankly. And I always say that because I'm a big fan of strength training. It's just changed my body. It's just changed like everything, my mindset, what I'm capable of. It's just very, very empowering to be able to lift heavy things, move furniture around your house carry all the groceries in in one trip. I just love having muscle, but I always joke when I'm eating desserts and having a martini when we're out to dinner, I'm like, yeah, I got muscle. I can eat these fun things. So it's just really, really important. But if you've lost muscle and your metabolism has essentially down-regulated because you don't have all that awesome muscle tissue, it just makes it harder to lose weight. So the first thing I would do, start strength training. Just make it a priority, really schedule it into your week. Just make it happen. All right, the next thing I got on my list here, another reason why you may have, or <laughs> words are hard here, guys. So another reason why cutting calories may have stopped working for you is that is that you have diet fatigue and maybe literal fatigue. So if you're somebody that goes from diet to diet to diet, or you go on a diet, lose some weight, gain it back, go on a diet, like you just are in this like yo-yo dieting scenario, um, it just gets exhausting. I mean, just repeatedly cutting calories for an extended period of time, that's not fun. Like your brain is probably thinking about food all the time, doing mental math, how many calories, how many grams of fat, how many carbs, you know, thinking what you're going to eat when you go out to dinner, worrying about parties and social events. And it's exhausting. It is so exhausting. Even when I did my cut, which was, it was supposed to be 12 weeks, it ended up being more like 10 weeks. Like, like so much thought went into everything. It just, it's a short period of my year. But I think for some women who are just in this constant cycle of under eating and yo-yo dieting, it is mentally and emotionally exhausting. And I mean, I think it really encourage encourages more like restrict and binge patterns where you know, you're on track Monday through Thursday, you're eating 1200 to 1300 to 1400 calories. And then you've made it through the week restricting calories. So when you get to the weekend, it's like the pendulum swings and you're starving. You just want to eat pancakes and pizza and cocktails and nachos and all that fun stuff. And the weekend looks more like 3000 calories. But I think it's really, really hard to lose weight when you don't have that consistency and the pendulum swinging from under eating to overeating. And 
I think a lot of times just mentally and motivation wise, we're just not there to do what we need to do. And that's why I'm a big fan of planning a cut into your year and not having it last more than 16 weeks. That's like the longest we'd have somebody do a cut. And if you think about 16 weeks, that's four months out of the year. That is a long time. And just thinking back to my cut, which I wanted to do three months, I feel like this time it's probably going to be like eight weeks because I was losing it. I was losing the motivation. I didn't want to meal prep. I didn't want to track my macros. I didn't want to go for extra walks. I didn't want to strength train. I didn't want to do the things. I was sick of doing it. And that was just a short period of time. Imagine being on a diet or trying to lose weight for an entire year or two years or five years or your whole life. That's a lot as far as mental what word am I looking for? Mental anguish. (laughs) Just being totally drained by trying to lose weight. So yeah, if you have dieted for a really long time, you may have gotten to this point where you're just over it. You don't want to do it anymore. And that could be why this is not working for you because you're just not consistent and it's not fun anymore. It really is making a very negative space in your life as far as what you were doing. And that could be motivation to reverse diet to maintenance and just hang out in maintenance for a while because it's a better, healthier place to be. And again, all these different phases, exactly what we cover inside Fit and Fueled. If you are interested in learning more, get your name on the wait list. I'm just going to keep shouting it out, guys. (laughs) I love teaching this stuff and I love teaching a new approach to changing your body because it takes so much stress and frustration out of all of this. I just talk to so many women who have done so many extreme things and they're just not getting the results that they want. And I just want to give them a big hug and be like, there's a better way to do this. There's a better way. (laughs) And that's why I created Fit and Fueled. Okay. Next on my list here for reasons why cutting calories stopped working is you lost minerals. Of course, we're going to talk about minerals. It's, It's one of my favorite things to talk about. And they were transformative for me. I just feel like so many things with my health changed when I started eating differently, really picking nourishing foods instead of just low calorie diet foods. So obviously severely cutting calories without paying attention to your nutrient intake can lead to deficiencies in essential minerals and vitamins. Like you're just not consuming enough to really nourish your body. And of course, these nutrients are so important for all sorts of bodily functions, including your metabolism and energy production. And of course, these deficiencies can impact your ability to lose weight. I mean, I just look at all the mineral tests that we've run, and I see it again and again, that these ladies have low electrolytes, they have low sodium, they have low potassium, and a lot of these minerals are needed as far as the cell or the spark in your cells and literally your metabolism. So simply consuming more of the right foods and more minerals can make you feel better, of course, but can also help with weight loss. I mean, so many minerals are tied to blood sugar, to thyroid, to your adrenal health, to your stress. There's so many reasons to focus on good nutrition because yes, of course you need to pay attention to your diet, but also nourishing your body when it is more balanced and literally nourished, it makes losing weight so much easier because if you are in a stressed out, malnourished body, it's not easily going to lose weight. Obviously, the body's stressed out. You probably don't feel safe in that body, or maybe your nervous system is freaking out. So it just makes weight loss so much harder. And so when it comes to 
heightened times of mineral depletion. I feel like I just need to explain this a little bit more because I think a lot of times we don't necessarily think we're like malnourished or anything like that. That's also pretty dramatic too. Maybe depleted is the right word. I mean, maybe malnourished too. It kind of depends on the person. But women in particular, especially when you get to your 40s, like your body has been through a lot. I mean, we just live high stress lives. I mean, there's just chronic stress every day. I mean, I talk to so many women and I mean, myself too. There was many, many years that I was running around like a chicken with its head cut off. I mean, I would wake up in the morning, hit the ground running, and I wouldn't stop until my head hit the pillow at the end of the day. It was just nonstop. So living a super duper stressed out life, you add in the under eating, over exercise, chronic dieting, you get pregnant a couple times, you have a couple kids, you breastfeed. I mean, think about how much nutrition goes to a tiny human and then you breastfeed them for however many months, it's more nutrients leaving your body. It just leaves moms depleted. And yeah, moms are tired. We're not always sleeping very much. We have a lot of responsibilities when that tiny human comes out. But I don't doubt that physically we are exhausted because we are lacking nourishment and minerals and nutrients from pregnancy and breastfeeding. And then if you have chronic GI issues, throwing myself in this bucket as far as ulcerative colitis, you're not going to be able to absorb your food properly. I mean, you can eat all the organic, grass-fed, non-GMO, perfect food, but if you're not absorbing those foods and digesting them properly, you're not going to feel your best. And then also, I feel like by the time you get to your 40s, you probably have maybe like at least one endurance event under your belt as far as a half marathon, marathon, triathlon. I mean, you may be even a competitive athlete, but I just feel like that type of training or that extended cardio is really depleting because when you are doing that physical activity, it is stressful and your body will lose electrolytes. And for so many women, it just leaves them super duper depleted. I think about all my marathon days and no wonder I was exhausted. No wonder my hormones were out of balance. No wonder my thyroid and my blood sugar was a disaster. I mean, it was just too much exercise and then just not eating the right way to replenish my body and what it needed. And then of course, you know, if you've gone through a hysterectomy, gallbladder removal, root canals, any sort of surgery or illness or anything like that, your body needs even more nutrients, more protein, more minerals to recover from that. So if I'm speaking to you, minerals are so, so important. And I'll include a freebie for you. I got all the stuff over here, guys, to help you out. Uh, but we do have this awesome mineral guide, and it gives you some first steps for getting going with the minerals and replenishing your body. But literally, Minerals can literally help you feel better, but it can also play a big role in your weight loss. Like I was saying, minerals affect the thyroid, minerals affect your blood sugar, minerals affect your hormones. So eating more of the right types of food can just naturally help you lose weight or make it way easier to do so. And of course, you're going to feel better in the process. I always feel like that's the biggest takeaway we hear from women when they do a mineral test and they get their protocols and they start eating differently is that they just have more energy. They have more patience with their kids. They're just like a happier human in general. And I feel like most of us want that. I mean, I would want that over weight loss any day. I'd rather just be happy. <laughs> All right. And then finally on my list here, reasons why cutting calories may have stopped working for you is hormone imbalance, which 
we can tie back to minerals. Minerals run the enzymes that run the hormones. So if there is some sort of hormonal imbalance, yeah, sometimes we can backtrack it to what you've been eating or not eating or mineral deficiencies. We can also backtrack it to stress because stress really impacts everything. And when we talk about calorie restriction for an extended period of time, that is stress. So, you know, prolonged calorie restriction can really disrupt hormonal balance, particularly hormones like leptin, which actually signals fullness, and ghrelin, which actually signals hunger. And an imbalance in these hormones can lead to increased hunger, decreased um, satisfaction between your meals, and difficulties in maintaining your weight and weight loss. So there's a lot of hormones that can be affected when you have undereaten. So obviously just those hunger and fullness signals get a little bit screwed up. And then also your sex hormones can get imbalanced by undereating. So like um undereating with um what is it? Am uh hypolamic and amenorrhea. I just killed that. But where basically you lose your period because you've been under eating. Um, but a lot of times estrogen will be impacted by that. And that's why you stop getting your period. And then, of course, with low estrogen, it can impact your blood sugar. And it can also change the distribution of fat on your body. And that's why when women hit menopause, a lot of the fat in our like hips and butt area moves to like the belly area. So under eating can actually like change that distribution of fat and then also really mess with your periods. And then of course, like I mentioned, you know, under eating, it's going to decrease your testosterone. It's going to make it so much harder for you to build muscle, maintain muscle. And it's just so testosterone is so important for so many things, but important for bone health, libido. And of course, like if you don't have a good amount of muscle on your body, your metabolism is going to slow down and it's going to be harder overall to lose weight. Hypolanic amenorrhea. There, there. I said it. It really bothered me that I butchered it, but we got it in the end. But under eating can very much influence your sex hormones and your cycle. And your cycle is very much a sign of good or poor health um, when things get wonky. All right, guys. So in sum, I feel like I said a lot today. I had a lot of little tidbits and side <laughs> stories and whatnot. But I would say in sum, eating more in general, solves a lot of problems. And I know it's scary to eat more when we have been programmed to eat less and exercise more as a way to lose weight. But I think in your 40s, you really do need a new approach. And I feel like you need to unlearn a lot of the things that you've learned in the past because they're probably working against you. I just think about, you know, all the different things that I mentioned today in this episode, just how much under eating affects your overall health. And yeah, when these systems and organs get out of whack, it just makes losing weight so much harder. It's not to say that you can't lose weight with a thyroid problem or hormone problem or something like that. It just makes it more challenging for you. You might be doing what you need to do, but not seeing results or you're having crazy cravings, or you're hungry all the time. So when you're trying to be in a calorie deficit, it's really, really hard. It's not happening. Or you want to get fit and lean, and you're trying to build muscle, and it's just not happening. So a lot of times, eating more can make such a difference. And of course, eating enough of the right foods when it comes to protein, carbs, fat, and minerals, I think really is like the key thing. Like the nutrition part of it is so important. 
All right, guys, I have rambled on forever. Um, get your name on the Fit and Fueled waitlist if you are curious what it's all about. If you are interested in this live coaching event, the Body Composition Blueprint, it's going to be a three-part live coaching event with me, and I'm really going to help you figure out what moves the dial when it comes to weight loss and improving your body composition without extreme methods and extreme dieting. And we're really going to get clear on your current diet and then the calories that you should probably be eating to get the results that you want and digging into some mindset and mineral stuff that you can start right away as far as your transformation goes. So if you are confused about your metabolism, your calorie needs, you just feel stuck, you're doing the things, but nothing's happening, definitely sign up for this training. It's totally free. And I think you will really, really love it. I am super pumped for it because I get to spend three sessions with you guys. So I'll get to know you a little bit. You'll get to know me a little bit. And I'm going to put you to work as far as really getting clear on your nutrition. Like, what the heck are you eating? How much are you eating? What should you be eating? So I think it's going to be really, really helpful and just get you going as far as having a plan. All right, guys, going to wrap up here. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you on the next one. <laughs>